Hello, hello, dear listener, and how the devil are you? It's Thursday night. It's a very soggy Denise here. <laughs> very soggy indeed. Um, having had to park a little ways from the studio and uh, didn't put a coat on for some strange reason. I don't know why that was. And it was raining. <laughs> And of course, you know, you know, you hear the rain and then all of a sudden you hear it coming down really properly raining. I think, mm, I'm going to get very wet. Anyway, uh, as my mother used to say, you're not sugar, you won't melt. <laughs> so I'm drying up, I'm steaming quietly here in the corner of the studio. I really hope that I've got, uh, well, I know I've got some great music. I really hope you enjoy it this evening. And thank you so much to the wonderful Gavin for his lovely cowboy show, because, you know, he does that. He does, he does wonderfully well with that, doesn't he? So uh, what have I got for you today? Well, I've got the usual. I've actually, actually, last week I did not do my Holy Trinity. So I'm, I've put that right tonight. I did give them a rest last week for the first time in about four years. And uh, and I, I did notice that I've not been doing too much in the way of film music recently. So I've got, a, got, got two or three in as well on that. So don't go anywhere. The next two hours, you're just going to love it.
Well, was that a loud enough star for you, dear listener? <laughs> Always lively at the beginning of the show, as you know. And that was um, Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 7 in A Major, the fourth movement. And uh, I did say uh, beginning at the very, very top of the show that uh, I didn't do my Holy Trinity, so I'm just getting them in now before I forget because I've got Mozart coming up next and Bach somewhere else. It's ways down the list actually this evening, but never mind, we'll get there. So, um, yeah, the number seven, the, the, the symphony in A major, that is the most performed of Beethoven's symphonies. Um, and when it's as good as that, you can understand why. That was the Berlin Phil under Kirill Petrenko, of course, father of Vasily Petrenko, who um, until recently uh, was the conductor for my second favourite orchestra, of course, the Liverpool Symphony. So interesting with Beethoven, isn't it? Because by the time he'd written that sort of 1811, he was getting a bit deaf. <laughs> and I'm reading my little book here and it says, um, uh, Beethoven himself conducted the concerts despite his increasing deafness. Fortunately, orchestras in Beethoven's day were directed by the leader of the violin, so Beethoven's ability to cause catastrophe was limited. <laughs> Poor old bloke. Anyway, he still did pretty well. I think he got to his ninth symphony, didn't he? So he didn't do too bad, notwithstanding the fact that he could barely hear a note by that time. We've got an overture now, shall we? Yes, we shall. And I did, I've already flagged this up. It's going to be Mozart, so the second of our Holy Trinity this evening. And let's go to a wedding. Thank you. 
yes, the marriage of Figaro, of course. I think that's a great piece of music. Well, of course it is. I say that about everything I play. <laughs> so sorry for being boring, dear listeners. So how's your week been? Oh, I should tell you, sorry, the Glyndebourne Festival Orchestra under Vittorio Ghi. So how's your week been? Apart from being soggy today, we haven't had an awful lot of rain, really, have we? I did a bit of gardening at the weekend. I'm not, uh, I am no Percy thrower. Oh, show me age there. I should say Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> or even is the guy with the wheelbarrow on the, the oh, what's his name? The guy with it. Monty, Monty Don. You always see him with the wheelbarrow, don't you? Whenever, whenever he's on that program, whenever, you know, when they're sort of doing like a little link, he's always trundling along with the wheelbarrow. He must do a lot of wheelbarrow work. Anyway, so I am no, I am no, um, I'm no Monty Don or Alan Titchmarsh, but I do have, a couple of, I've got a little, some, loads of pots in my, in my little courtyard garden at the back. And I've got a little, uh, bed down the side where I parked my car at the front of the house. And, um, good grief. I went away for 10 days, came back and it was like, <laughs> it was like a forest, something. And hang on a minute. I've only been gone a couple of weeks and the place looks like, you know, taken over by the weeds. Anyway, it looks beautiful now, nice and tidy. And I've got a lovely agapanthus, which I think is a great name, isn't it? A lovely agapanthus to go in the middle of my bed because I've got a bit of space there. Because I did have some very big alliums, uh, which they were gigantic ones, and they were they were called allium giganticus or something, and they were huge. They were as tall as me. Anyway, I'm, I'm thinking that they were a bit too showy. Because even though I'm a bit of a lively character, <laughs> might might have spotted that, did you? Um, I sort of stay below the line if I can. So, uh, and my alliums were getting far too much attention. <laughs> so when they went over at the end of the summer, I plucked them out, and I say the bulbs are huge. So what I might do is. I think I might put those in the pot in the pots in the um in the in the courtyard so I can enjoy them but without garnering attention. Of course people I mean I love it when people used to stop and say, Oh, I love your alliums and we'd have a little chat about them, but it was just like they were just a bit too showy. Anyway, so I've got a lovely uh, mini shragopanthus I think I'll put in there. And they go in clumps, don't they? So I'm hoping that it will fill the space. Anyway, enough of my enough of my gardening nonsense. If you want to tell me about your gardening nonsense, you're very welcome, of course, because you can you can text me. 07565-825041 or see, send me a little email studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or go onto our website, click on the little box and ping me and I will say hello and we can share, we can share gardening. So who needs Alan Tishmarsh? Anyway, we, we do, I'll tell you who we do need. We need these, these guys. They are, they are the best.
Yeah, you know who those guys were, don't you? The Magnificent Seven. Who was your favourite? I've got to say your Brenner for me every time. Based on the film, the Japanese film, The Seven Samurai, of course. And, uh, and that was at the time in 1950 was the highest grossing film ever. Very expensive to make as well. The highest grossing domestic film in Japan in 1954. Unbelievable. Elmer Bernstein there conducting the studio soundtrack orchestra. I do like a bit of Western. I like, I used to like those sorts of things. Do you remember back in the day? Back in the 70s, <laughs> there were all those spaghetti westerns, weren't there? And then and on the telly, there was loads of them. Really good. It was, just, it was just like the high spot for for western stuff, you know, the high chaparral and the Virginian and all of those, show me age. Um, and, of course, you don't see so much of that now. It's a bit different, isn't it? I tell you what is on a lot these days. And I don't watch a lot of telly, but when you have a look and see what's going on, you see a lot of um, police stuff, don't you? The last thing I watched about police was um, that one with... Uh, Oh, what was she? The, uh, the female sergeant or whatever her name was. The girl, like, oh, you know who I mean. She was really, what's that, what's the name of that lady that, you know, the one I mean. Happy Valley. Thank you. You didn't, and all I had to do was look at Gavin and he, he just, he, he, <laughs> sent, he sent it to my I head. Reminded you of Sarah Lancashire. Oh, yeah, I'm reminded you of Yeah, cause it's, it's the hair. It's the hair every time. I thought she was brilliant in that. And I remember her. Do you remember she got a big break in Coronation Street when she used to play Raquel? The, uh, the barmaid at the, uh, at the, the, the Rover's return. Very good. Anyway, should we crack on with some music? Let's, um, let's have some Carl Jenkins, shall we? Yeah, you know you want to.
a great piece of music, isn't it? Sir Carl Jenkins, uh, he himself, the composer, was conducting the London Symphony Orchestra. And that piece was inspired by his love of the symmetry of Palladian architecture. Because if you listen to Carl Jenkins at all, there's an awful lot of repetition in there, <laughs> which you either like or you don't. But it's it's, it's quite difficult to sing. Um, we've done various bits and pieces and I've sung one or two of his things. And it is quite difficult to sing because, and to play, because if you've got repetition, you've got to make it sound interesting. Otherwise, it just sounds boring, doesn't it? But I think the LSO did a fantastic job there. And obviously, Carl Jenkins had whipped them into shape to make sure that that piece of music was uh, beautifully played and produced. So that was the Allegretto from Palladio by Sir Carl Jenkins. Love him. Oh, now this is a piece of music. I do play this from time to time. I never, I'm laughing already. I shouldn't really laugh because it's not a piece of music to make me laugh. But it's when I think of this piece of music... It does, it's everything about happy classics that I just think is the, the right thing. If I said, if someone said, pick a tune, I'd, I'd, I'd have difficulty. Or there's so many happy tunes. But when I hear this, and it's, it's by someone you don't hear very often, it's not one of your regular um, composers, it's not your Beethovens, it's not your, your, your Haydn's, it's not your Mozart. It's a guy called Halverson. And this is his Sweet Ancienne. And uh, this is the beret from that, the fifth movement. And it is, it's just a happy piece of music. You cannot hear it and not smile. I dare you.
Is it? You were smiling. I know you were. <laughs> or maybe you weren't. But if you weren't, you can ping me on 07565825041 and tell me why not. <laughs> not that I'm going to come around and beat you up or anything. The Norwegian Radio Orchestra there under Ari Razalanen, who is... It's a great name, isn't it? But yeah, the Sweet Ancienne uh, by Halverson. Just, I love that. It always makes me smell that piece of music. Here's another one. And um, as, it, as it's a bit wet and soggy out there, um, let's have some water music, shall we? Just a tiny one. And um, this is the Hornpipe. And of course it is my very favourite orchestra because I always, they often do a lot of um, Handel, don't they? The Academy of St. Martin in the Fields. On to St. Neville Mariner. Let's have them, shall we? Thank you. 
Oh, the water music so good. George, King George made them play it twice. <laughs> it was just that good. I like that one. That was the hornpipe, don't you know? So it's a bit soggy out there and it has been an interesting week. But did you get to the, um, did you get to the, the car show on Saturday at the, uh, the cricket ground? Because if you're local, you'll know what, where I mean. If you weren't local and you're listening to Sid Valley Radio because you found out about us while you're here, you're very welcome. But we had the wonderful car show. We have it every year. Oh, it was wonderful. It was, it was a really nice day. Not so, it was sunny, tiny bit of cloud. So a gentle breeze, nice weather for walking around and looking at beautiful cars. It was fantastic. I think we had our busiest, the busiest one. It's obviously becoming a bit of a, a fixture, not just in Sidmouth because it's, it is a fixture in Sidmouth, but I think car aficionados across the country now are looking, they ring us now and say, are you, are you doing your car show next year? And, uh, and it is booked already for next year. So, uh, 21st of September. So put that one in your diary, folks. And to give you an indication of just how good it was, um, this year we had a chap doing hog roast. I should, I think he should call his hog roast totus porcus, <laughs> but he doesn't. He's just a hog roast. <gasps> anyway, I think that'd be a great name for a hog roast. So anyway, where was I? And last year, um, he, he got through the whole day and finished up about four o'clock. This year, he had to finish at 2.30 because he'd run out of food, run out of pig, which just goes to show you how many people turned up there. And it was busy, but it wasn't because it's such a big ground and it was such a lovely atmosphere. You didn't, it wasn't sort of, you weren't shoulder to shoulder with people. And it was just a lovely, fantastic, warm atmosphere. I've had these singers. Gosh, they were amazing. I can't remember what they were called now. I'm ashamed of myself, but I was collecting on the gate so I could, uh, I could, I could hear them. And I did stop and watch them for a while, but they were just three young women. They were playing, they were singing songs from the wartime. So like the bugle, bugle boy from company B or whatever. And that, that sort of thing. And they were dressed in the sort of siren suits with the hair and the, um, in the, in the turbans and everything. And they just looked, looked really authentic. And their voices, just the three of them, absolutely close harmony, blew your brains out. They were just outstanding. So if you didn't get to the car show this year, then please, please, please put that one in your diary for next year because those girls are coming back. And, um, and you are just going to have the best day out. I mean, we don't, I, I work with the Chamber of Commerce and, and I collect on the gate, but we don't charge. If you want to come in for free, that's fine. Because there is no fee for this. You can just turn up and stroll in and have a look and, you know, take your time and spend all day if you like. And you haven't got to pay anything to go in. So it really is. It's a community event. And uh, and people obviously do volunteer money to us because, you know, we have to find some way of funding it. But we, we don't ask for anything. And there are plenty of people that are just strolling in. You know, do we have to pay? And now on you go. And they were happy to go in. We were happy to let them. Because, you know, we just want that atmosphere there. And it was just the best day out. So next year... 21st. I shall stop waffling about that and I'll play something else.
Coffee F, that's the guy. <laughs> that was his classical symphony and the symphony number one in D major. And that was the fourth and final movement from that. And uh, it was played for us brilliantly well by the Office Chamber Orchestra. But looking at my little thingy, it doesn't tell me who the, um, who the conductor is. So normally at times like this, I say pick one. Pick who the conductor is that you'd like. And I thought to myself, well, sometimes I'll go onto the internet and find out who their, their, um, who their current uh, conductor is because you know you want to give someone the credit but this is quite an interesting story about the Orpheus Chamber it's a based at Carnegie Hall in New York and they are a collective of about 50 classical um, classically trained musicians and they just rotate it's like we, we, we don't have a leader we're all leaders we're all part of the group and we all just you know whatever's going on somebody will stand up and do the whatever it's like really and that's fantastic isn't it to be able to do that so um, nothing like having total democracy amongst something it's, it's wonderful if only the world could be run that way and produce something quite so beautiful it would be great anyway do you ever have a time in your life when you're thinking do you know what I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I'm not sitting here shrieking into the void because I'm here to tell you now, darling listener, that it was the Liberty Sisters that sang at the Sidmouth Car Show. How do I know that? Well, number one, Sally, who is the um, head of the Chamber of Commerce, the chair, and does a fantastic job. Didn't know you were listening, Sally, but thank you. And uh, she pinged me to say, it was the Liberty Sisters, Denise. Thanks, Sally. Also, not only, but also my mate, Annie. Annie, how are you? Nice, nice to know you're listening. She went, Denise, it's the Liberty Sisters. Oh, thanks very much. And finally, finally, one of our other listeners, uh, one of our other performers or presenters, uh, the lovely Tony, who does the jazz show, he also pinged me, not only the name of them, but also the link to the website so I could get a grip. So thank you so much, um, folks, for uh, keeping me on the straight and narrow. Nice to know that I have uh, a, a listenership. Is that the right word? Anyway, it's lovely to know that you're with me this evening and I hope you've had a great day. And uh, and well done, Sally, and uh, for pulling together. I know that uh, Mike Lavers is, is the, the guy that pulls the whole car show together, but I have to say, I've worked on many a committee and I have never known anyone work as hard for anything as Sally does for the chamber. And I have to say, we will be a much lesser organisation without her. And tragically, she's stepping down next March. Um, I, sh- I think we should just nail her in the job for the rest of her life, but she wouldn't thank me for that. Should we, um, should we play something else? 
Well, we got to really because we've got at least another hour and fifteen minutes to go. So I've got I've got something else lined up. So here's a bit of Spelius then, and this is an interesting song, an interesting tune. And uh, I did play this. I, I don't know if you ever listened. Some time ago now, Gavin and I did this show, which was because um, I keep saying to people, you know, you like classical music. Oh no, I don't like. Yeah, you do. You just don't know you're hearing it because it's round everywhere. And there was a, a one-hit wonder by a group called Strawberry Switchblade called Yesterday. And it was based on the the hook in this, which goes something like da 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 da, and that's the the hook that Strawberry Switchblade picked up, and then they made a whole pop song out of it. Anyway, here's the original and best, Sibelius.
I think that was the last chord. <laughs> I don't know whether you heard Luna barking in the middle of that, because I, I, I went to, I, I thought it had stopped. And I thought, oh, no, there's 15 seconds more to go. And sometimes this happens with our system. You can you, you, you load up the track and sometimes it fools you into thinking it's the end or the beginning or whatever it is. Anyway, so that was for 15 seconds to go. And it stopped. The next thing you know, there was another chord and then another chord. And just as I was trying to close the mic, the dog barked because Bob's turned up. And, of course, never Luna turns up in the studio in the evening. The first thing she wants is a treat. And that's her thing. And she was admonishing Bob for having brought her up to the studio and then disappeared off to go and do something. And she's saying, what, where are you? And where's my snack? So anyway, she now has the snack and she's, uh, she's a bit quieter, but she's to my left here. You know what, right, Luna? The daft dog. Anyway, City of... She's looking at me to say, no, I'm not interested in you. You have no treats. City of Birmingham, Symphony Orchestra there. Under Sakari... Or oh, can I pronounce this? Oromo. I'm presuming that's where the emphasis is. Oromo. O-R-A-M-O. So, yeah, so you heard this sort of, uh, da, 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 da. No, that, well, that was a tune by Strawberry Switchblade. Look it up on uh, whatever, wherever you get your music, because you will hear that riff. And a lot of pop music just gets picked up from, from um, hooks in classical music, and that is one such. So I did mention that I've got a bit more in the way of film music. I've got at least two more. So here's one. And we've already had the Magnificent Seven, haven't we? So this is a this is a fantasy film. It's only a short piece of music, but it's a it's a spin off from the Harry Potter thing. It's the um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And Eddie Redmayne plays a great character, doesn't he, with Newt, sort of finding all these amazing creatures. And uh, anyway, he's, he ends up in New York, doesn't he? Nineteen twenties New York, and uh, gets picked up there by the magical people in New York. Anyway. Um, he forms a relationship with a young lady called Tina and she takes him to Makusa headquarters. And so this is that.
so yes, all very mysterious. And there was a bit of a 1920s vibe there, wasn't there, as well with the music. So, and also you might have heard today, sadly, while we're talking about Harry Potter and spin-offs, that uh, Michael, Ga- Michael Gambon, who played Dumbledore for six out of the eight uh, films, sadly died today at the age of 80. He died of pneumonia, which they sometimes call it the old man's friend, don't they? So it's sort of, you know, it's, it's not a great name for a for a disease, but I don't know, it's what it is. But that's what they do call it. So James Newton Howard was the composer of that piece of music, and he was also conducting the studio orchestra from the original motion picture soundtrack. Now, here's a new piece of music that we haven't played before. Now, and I sometimes wax lyrical about sometimes getting the female um, ladies who have made up wonderful music. I like Rachel Portman. She does great music, doesn't she? And stuff like that. But here's someone I have never played before, Alice Mary Smith. Yes, she... And uh, and this is a lovely piece. It's an andante for clarinet and orchestra.
Now, wasn't that lovely? And I can't believe that's the first time I've played it. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. And you'd almost be forgiven, wouldn't you, for thinking it was a bit of Mozart? Almost. But Alice Mary Smith there with her and Dante for clarinet and orchestra. Angela Marlesbury was playing the clarinet. And here's where it gets interesting. The London Mozart players were the orchestra. So I don't know what was going on there. How was Shelley conducting the lot? I think that's a lovely piece of music and I will keep that on my playlist. So if you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, tell me that as well. But I'm keeping it on the playlist because I think it's really, really good. And what have we got now? Oh, we've got our third and final member of our Holy Trinity. I'm finally getting around. <laughs> I didn't do them last week. I felt, I felt quite awful, but I thought I'd give them a little rest. And then I actually rather missed them. <laughs> so they're back. They're back. Um, so here we are, Julia Fisher with a bit of bark and she's on the violin.
I just love that piece of bark. I like all of bark, really, but I do like that one particularly. And that was um, Andre Rupsov was playing the oboe because it is, of course, uh, the concerto for violin, oboe, and strings. And uh, and I did mention that Julia Fisher was also playing the violin, but she was also conducting the orchestra from the violin. And that lovely orchestra, my very favourite, as you know, second favourite, or very favourite, Academy of St Martin in the Fields. Yeah, those guys, again, can't keep a good group down. Got a bit of Haydn now. And, uh, of course, he was um, Mozart's tutor. So it's, we're, we're getting a bit of a vibe on with him in this particular part of the show. Sort of the Mozart thing going on. What was it? Alice Mary Smith and everything else. So here we go. Jacqueline Dupre, that wonderful, wonderful exponent of the cello. And this is Haydn's cello concerto number one in C major.
stuff there that was the uh, inimitable Jacqueline Dupre who was just she was awesome wasn't she died far 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 too young husband Daniel Barenboim was conducting her and the English Chamber Orchestra in Haydn's cello concerto number one and that was the first movement from that bit more music from the movies now I did promise you didn't I (laughs) 
I don't lie, you know. I do. I keep me promises. So this is a piece of music um, from the film Braveheart, and James Horn wrote the music for that, and he's now conducting the London Symphony Orchestra for the love of a princess.
A haunting piece there by James Horner from Braveheart. So with this, a distinct Scandinavian taste to the show tonight, and it's purely by accident. We've had uh, Halverson, haven't we? We've had Sibelius, and now we've got Grieg. It wasn't on purpose, because sometimes I do have a little theme running through my shows. Tonight was not one of those. It really was thrown together in the sense of what do I fancy listening to tonight and it is one of those and um, and so I cannot claim that I, I spent hours trying to work out how I was going to get a Scandinavian you know arc going through the entire show but here we go should we put the the end to the arc and put the uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and play some Grieg
Oh, wonderful stuff. Nimi Yavi there conducting the Gothenburg Symphony Orchestra with Grieg's Holberg Suite, third movement, the Gavotte. And this is the longest piece of music on the show tonight. I did have it lined up for last week, but I ran out of time, as I always do. And even now, I've had to rip out two or three other pieces in order to keep this on because I really love it. I haven't played it for ages because it is quite a long one. So um, and when you've got one show with two hours uh, every week, it's, you don't want to put a quarter of an hour piece on, which I have done with this. <laughs> Shall I just get on and play? It's a lovely bit of Vaughan Williams.
Oh, I've just got to let that just slip away. That's beautiful, isn't it? The Five Variants of Divas and Lazarus by Ray Fawn Williams. And that was that orchestra again. The Academy of St. Martin the Fields under St. Neville Mariner. Just so beautiful. Also beautiful is, is this piece by Howard Goodall. The Annual Day from him. And uh, he himself is actually, got his, he's got his own orchestra. The Howard Goodall Chamber Orchestra. Who knew? Well, obviously, we all know now, but here we go. Let's listen to this. It's beautiful. Sing along if you know the words.
Oh, I wish I could sing like that. <laughs> I'm never going to have that voice, though. I can't reach those notes. That was the beautiful Laura right there. And the rest of the choir was called the Enchanted Voices. Well, they were, weren't they? Enchanting. This is Pace of Music Now coming up, which I play with, I'm not going to say boring regularity, because I don't think any, none of my show is boring, is it? If you want to differ, please let me know. <laughs> you know how to get in touch. But this is a gorgeous piece of music, and I say it every single time, I'm going to, I'm going to bore you with this. Famey Gat, War Song. How on earth did you name such a beautiful piece of music that... That's wonderful, isn't it? Femi Gao, who uh, composed that piece and played it beautifully for us, the war song. Just gorgeous. 
staying with the piano now, but it's a, it's a piano duet. And we often see Foray, don't we, at this end of the show when it's a bit quieter and we are sort of settling into the late evening. And this is the Bussers, the, uh, the opening movement from his Dolly Suite. And whenever I think of Dolly, I can't think of, uh, say Dolly without thinking Dolly mixtures. I don't know why that is. Probably sending myself back to my childhood. Anyway, the Dolly mixture suite? No, no, just the Dolly suite. Well, that was just lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> and it isn't the Dolly Mixture Suite, of course. It's the Dolly Suite, <coughs> excuse me, from Foray. So we're down to the last um, last piece of music on the show tonight. So this is an interesting thing. Sometimes I've been doing this recently where I've been taking a piece of music I've either played before or was well known. And and I've got it um, played with a different um, instrument. So this would have been a piece for piano. Farewell to Stromness. And, um, but this time I've actually got it for solo guitar. Timothy Walker has remastered it, if you like, for, for solo guitar. So we're going to finish off with that. So it's farewell to Stromness and obviously farewell from me. Every pun intended, of course. Peter Maxwell Davis's music. It just leaves me to say thank you so much for joining me this evening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. I really hope that you'll join me next week on Sid Valley Radio for more happy classics. Good night.